Welcome to Mindful Escape, the podcast that helps you find your purpose and your passion. Today, we are talking to AK, who is a property expert and a mental fitness coach. AK and I dive deep into the topic of mental health. So if you are struggling with any mental health issues, then it's recommended you speak to a counsellor or a therapist. We talk about both his and my journey through struggles of anxiety and depression. We also talk about his transition from the corporate world into running his own business. This is a really great episode, so I hope you enjoy it and we'll jump straight in. AK, thanks for coming on to Mindful Escape. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Yeah, thanks Leighton. I really appreciate you reaching out, man. It's uh, it's an absolute pleasure to, to be here recording with you. Uh, so yeah, my name's AK and we were just talking actually about why I'm called AK. It's because my full name is just ridiculous. <laughs> so Akalea Kiriaku, I think my mum must have hated me or something. But um, no, in all seriousness, AK is just easier. So yeah, so I'm, um, I'm a property expert, property investor and also a, a mental fitness coach. Um, and I've been doing that for a few years now. Was previously in the corporate world, uh, but managed to... I'm going to say escape. I'm going to say escape. I'm going to go with that. So I managed to escape that world um, and, and started building kind of, sounds cliche, but the life that I want to build uh, is as accurate as I'll, as I'll say that. Um, yeah, and um, just really fortunate to be able to, to do that. It's, um, it's had its challenges over the last few years, 100%. Um, but really happy and grateful. And you can see a smile on my face because I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, amazing. And I like the word escape because for some people it is escaping, right? Which is why I called the podcast Mindful Escape. There you go. Oh, it ties in pretty well. I think I think I think look, I'm, yeah. For me it was an escape. I guess I guess um what I've tried to do over the years is is at the beginning I think I had a lot of bitterness towards uh the corporate world, a lot of bitterness towards that way of working. I think as time's gone on and I've sort of understood it myself a bit more and understood the whole situation, um, my sort of perception on it has changed a bit. So that's why I was just a little bit conscious to sort of say escape. But I guess for me, it was definitely an escape for sure. Yeah, and I think I like to be careful about how we talk about the corporate world because, I mean, for me, I was in it for the best part of 20 years and I wouldn't be able to do a lot of the things I do today without that experience the lessons I learned the skills I picked up and all of that so there are definitely benefits of being in that environment so I believe you were working in the marketing sector before so tell us a little bit about what was it that made you want to make that leap and transform your life from the corporate world into more of a self-employed entrepreneurial type lifestyle? Yeah, I mean, in 2015, um, and I'll never forget it, was kind of like the changing point in my life. Um, again, if you had a penny for every cliche I was saying here, you'd, you'd be a rich man. Um no, but it really was because um, at the time it was probably the worst time of my life uh, because I kind of had a bit of a breakdown, to be really honest with you. It was it was um, my first sort of experience with uh, mental health issues, you know, depression, anxiety. And I'll never forget kind of waking up one morning and just honestly like being really freaked out because I just didn't understand what these feelings were. I didn't understand... Um, 
why I was panicking so much, why I was so da- <clears throat> why I was so down, sorry, you know, why um I was freaking out basically and um and it hit me like a ton of bricks because I'd recently just started a new corporate job um a few months in. Uh, you know, it was meant to be this kind of dream job, you know, you'd move to a fantastic uh, you know, world renowned brand, you know, and this sort of thing. And um yeah, it hit me like a ton of bricks. But I think really that's kind of where the journey started off because what that allowed me to do was to to really start to reassess what on earth is going on here. Like, what does this mean? Why do I feel like this? You know, and and it just develops over time. And and I just really tried to figure out what all of this meant. And um, and that's where I started to then realize that actually this stems from a deep um feeling of just being unsatisfied and and doing something that I think I should do versus something that I really should be doing um and it goes all the way back to school as well I I never really I never really sort of like fitted in like in in the school system in terms of um the way you know we were meant to learn uh you know I had learning difficulties at school as well and that made it harder and then you know it, it kind of made you made me feel a bit like an outcast. So I think from that perspective, I, I sort of felt like I had a point to prove. Um, and and so I went down this particular route that everybody else went down because in my head, I was like, well, I have to keep up with them. So I think just all of this stuff kind of compounded. And then I started to allow myself to explore, actually, if there's a different route, what does that look like? Um, and that's where I met somebody on LinkedIn, which so basically... I was looking for a new job because I thought that was the answer at the time. I thought, you know what, let's get out, let's try a new job. And um, I reached out to somebody on LinkedIn. And at the time on LinkedIn, there was this like feature that allowed people to like offer their mentorship services for free. Um, and um, she was the first person that came up. So I went, yeah, look, cool, I'll you know speak to Steph. And um, we ended up talking and um, she was working for, uh, I think it was Apple at the time. And she'd worked for Nike and I really wanted to work for one of them, one of those companies. And uh, we got talking. So anytime I was in London, we'd have coffee. And actually it turned out that like she was this property investor and she'd built this property portfolio. And I didn't really pay too much attention to it at the time, but it was actually something that later on, as we sort of progressed through, uh, you know, connecting in our relationship, um, I kind of called, called her out on it and just said like, I don't understand. Can you explain to me? Like you work for Apple, but in your bio it says all property, and I knew nothing about it. And she just kind of explained what she was doing, and one thing led to another, and I started to then explore that side of things. Started to do like a, a two-hour free seminar, you know, three-day course, you know, and then more advanced courses, and then and then just realised actually like there's this whole other path out there that could be taken which is like building some financial security through property and um I, d- I don't know what it was I think it was the fact that she was working for this brand yet had this thing when I understood that it was honestly like a light bulb moment it was like why am I not doing this um and I could just start to visualize like what it would lo- allow me to do and then I just started looking at like well if I if I wanted my life to look a certain way, what, what would it look like? Okay, well, I could work for myself. I could be in control. I could, you know, and it spiraled from there. And then um, 
I started to do that whilst I was working, started to build that, you know, build that company and build that up, um, which ultimately um, allowed me at one point the security and the confidence to be able to leave the corporate world and start then putting more time and energy into my own businesses and my own, what's the word, solopreneurship, whatever you want to call it. Like, um, and that, you know, and then that that's sort of been over the last three years. Yeah. So it stemmed from there. And so it sounds like because when leaving a secure job, one of the hardest things is having that financial security. So it sounds like you managed to resolve that with this property business and obviously speaking to this person who guided you through that process, which is amazing. How did you find dealing with the stress the depression and the anxiety side of things like managing your job and what you were thinking about in terms of doing a business. How did that unfold for you? Um, it's a good question, man. I mean, look, it was a dark time for me. Um, you know, I'm going to be just totally honest and transparent. You know, I've got nothing to hide at the time. I would kind of go into the toilet at lunchtime and just be like in floods of tears. And I just couldn't quite, understand really what was happening and I had no control over it which escalated because I like to feel like I'm in control which is my sort of personality and so you know that kind of compounded a bit um I think the priority for me at the time was to kind of understand it more and get better um and and that was my priority before anything else like before doing anything else and I made a commitment to myself that um that you know I'd invest in that part of myself so that that mental aspect health in general but yeah that mental aspect for the foreseeable future um and it was going to become a priority for me so really just understanding my own mind and that that would then allow me to for example today just help more people with theirs you know because I've kind of gone through that and like many people um you know, want to kind of share that with other people. So, um, yeah, I think the, the first thing was just finding people around me that could help um, and just leaning on them. Yeah. From my experience, I also went through a period of being very depressed and really struggling with anxiety. And similar to you, I'm, I'm very much someone who likes to be in control of situations. So, when I had this overwhelming anxiety coming up during like work, I was like, what's going on? Why can't I control my mindset and my body language? It was just very overwhelming. And I think, I don't know if you had a similar experience, but as a man, I found it harder to open up to people and kind of get that help that I needed straight away. It was kind of like, all right, I can deal with this. I'll overcome this. I'll go to the gym. I'll do what I need to do. And then I'll just crack on with it. For someone who's kind of in a similar situation to what we both were, have you got any tips or little bits of advice that you could give to someone to help them get through that stage? Um, I mean, look, that I think a lot of the time, a lot of the time, I think we forget that there's so much support around us. Um, and more often than not, like, exactly like you said, most guys 
feel like they need to deal with it themselves uh, for, for multiple reasons. Um, you know, and it's taken me a while to really be so open and honest and not care what people think about it. You know, we're eight years on now and I can openly talk about it, but it wasn't that way. You know, it took me so many years. Um, so I think just the message from my side would be um, know that there are so many other people out there that have very likely gone through or are going through the same thing as you. And the only thing you have to do is to just reach out. That is it. Like, don't overthink it. Just reach out. And you'd be, I can guarantee you'd be surprised about for how many people uh, are willing to help and willing to just listen or support. So, yeah, I, I was pleasantly surprised at the response I got when I started speaking to people. I thought I would be judged and, um, almost like school did in a way to say like what's wrong with you but yeah the support was amazing and even if you don't feel like you can confide in a, a friend or a family member at the beginning you can go to a therapist or a coach and just start opening up and someone who's not in your circle so you can start getting used to speaking about things that you're going through so yeah no I think that's amazing thank you for sharing your experience no you're welcome man yeah I mean everyone's different as well I mean I'm a I can't, like you said, I, you know, I like to be in control. So if I know that I'm not where I need to be or I know I'm not myself, you know, maybe I take it for granted, but I find it easier to just get the help because I'm like, I can sometimes look at things black and white and be like, I'm not right. I need to be right. Where's the help? So it's like, I found a therapist. I found a coach, found a mentor, just went all in because I was just like, this is emergency time. Like I, I can't be doing this. I can't be going down this road. It needs to be fixed. Yeah. And I think it's so important to remind ourselves that we don't have to do everything on our own. Um, and one of the conversations that came up in another episode was about one of the first things that you should do and whether it's with mental health or running a business or even in your career is ask for help. Ask speak to people who've done this before or who have been through similar situations and just speak to people and just open up and see where it takes you. Um, but we'll, uh, let's uh, jump back into your story. Let's talk about the number of challenges that you came up against. So you got this property business up and running, you're feeling secure in the transition. What else came up for you? What was difficult about transitioning from the corporate world into what you're doing now? Um. <clears throat> There was a lot of challenges. I think if we, I mean, I could, I could start telling you about all the challenges of just initially building that business. But if we, if we fast forwarded slightly and we're, we're there now. And um, the thing I always had in my mind was I needed security. And again, maybe it comes from that sense of control thing. Um, but I knew that if anything was to happen, there needed to be some form of in income coming in. Um, and actually, um, you know, when I started to really push more towards the self-employment route, um, like many of people that do that, there's different forms of income from different, you know, places. And, um, and actually I was going through a bit of a rocky patch. Um, and if it wasn't for my property business, I would have been in real bother, but fortunately that's there and that's working. Um, and that was able to kind of, um, buffer the time I needed uh, if that makes sense um so so that kind of uh, you know and that that was just a fantastic reminder of like 
why I really wanted to go down that route as well. Um, and then in terms of just day-to-day -day challenges, um, it, it's really lonely. It can be really lonely, like just working, you know, on by yourself, um, you know, in moving from an environment where you're in an office, you know, you're speaking to people, whether you like them or whether you don't, you're still around human beings, you know, being here now, I'm connecting with you and it's fantastic, but it's not necessarily, uh, it doesn't necessarily sort of like solve the in-person thing. Um, and it can be really, you know, lonely on days where you're sitting there doing all your own thing and you can accomplish loads, but you kind of get to the end of the day and you're just like, wow, I haven't even like seen an actual human being today. Like, <laughs> nuts um you know and everything relies on you you know if you don't do the work nothing happens you know and although i absolutely love that it still puts a lot of pressure on and you know there's days where you you know i'm kind of like sort of looking at that going ah oh, that sucks you know but more often than not I, I like it but yeah it's still it's still a huge challenge still a huge challenge so they'd probably be the two main challenges that kind of stick out for me at the moment yeah and with the day-to-day -day, i mean we were speaking on linkedin before about accountability and setting up methods to ensure that you get stuff done on a day-to-day -day. um is there stuff that you wish or stuff you know now that you wish you knew when you started that you would do um on a day today, I think you know what I, I kind of realised. I realised so much as kind of time's gone on. Um, I think one thing I'd tell myself if you know if I could go back there was is to kind of not get trapped in this uh, very sort of insular way of being. Um, so to make sure that you're still connecting with people. Uh, if anything, it's even more important to be, you know, jumping on WhatsApp or jumping on the, you know, whatever and texting people and catching up and making sure you've got phone calls in their diary, making sure just, just because like, just because you never know one where those conversations can lead, but two, um, just that connection again. Like, I think, I think I underestimated that and I kind of like went off like on my own, cracked on and actually just really underestimate that part of it. So I think it's just connection becomes even more important. That's what I would have probably told myself if I could. Yeah, I, I think from my experience, I found that because you're so focused on what you need to get done, it's like those relationships almost become second priority. But as you say, it's important to keep those up and schedule those in and keep those relationships going because in six months time, in a year's time, when these people aren't there anymore, you'll want them around. So it's important to keep in touch with people and keep those relationships. So I like that. What would you say your biggest lesson has been on this journey? Wow, that's a big question. Um, I wrote, I've written a post actually uh, on my birthday in a, in a week or so, and uh, I've put some of my top five lessons in the last year, and I've actually forgotten them. But I think I think um, <laughs> I think uh, I, I think um, top top lesson on this journey, I think it's just don't don't stop investing in yourself, and 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 that's a that's a wide 
topic, but investing in yourself from multiple perspectives. So, you know, health, don't stop investing in yourself, you know, keep your mind healthy, keep your body healthy, um, keep learning new things, keep meeting new people. Like it's just that like investment into you. Cause if you're not investing into you, then I, I just look at it as like, well, what's the point? And then who are you investing into somebody else? So, you know, it's, it's, I think it's just, yeah, don't, don't stop. Don't stop trying to be better. And I'm going to say that with confidence because I'm passionate about that. And, uh, you know, some people might not like that, but I just think that's just me. So no, that's the I, advice I'd give. Yeah, I think it's important, especially as your business grows, right? You need to make sure you keep improving. And it's the same, even if you're in a, a career, as you work your way up the the ladder or the corporate ranks, if you like, you need to be better to get into that next role, that next position. Um and I guess just to expand on the word invest, it doesn't necessarily mean that you have to pay money. It's investing time, it's investing energy, it's anything, right, to help you along your journey. 100%. Like loads, you can do loads of self-investment for free. Like, honestly, like even going for a walk in the morning and just calming your mind is investment into yourself and it's free, right, for, an, for example. So, you know, it doesn't always have to be, like you said, like expensive courses or this, that and the other. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, look, I, I just genuinely believe that, you know, without getting too deep, you know, we're all here, right? What an amazing place to be, right? We're all here live, uh, kicking, you know, and um, if you can't push yourself or you can't uh, try and be the best you can be, then that's up to you but i just see it as kind of like well it's our duty as humans to be as best as we can be because then you can be you know good for somebody else as well so yeah 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 that's really powerful like sometimes you do need to help yourself before you can help others especially if you think back to a situation where you weren't 100 percent in your best mental state physical state um yeah all of that Looking back, let's say nine, 10 years ago, and you've given a few pointers already, but is there any advice that you would give to your younger self now? Yeah, um, try and enjoy the journey more. Like something that I'm really still trying to work on because I struggle with it. Like I struggle with, enjoying the journey because i'm so i can be so focused sometimes on where i'm trying to get to and um and i just i want to get better at just enjoying the journey because otherwise what's the point if you're not in the present you're either in the future or you're in the past two places that you can't control two places that are kind of a bit pointless because you can't do anything about it so yeah i'd probably say to my younger self 10 years ago i'd probably say really learn how to do this really learn how to enjoy present moment and make the process your kind of reward as opposed to like make the end goal your reward yeah i really like that i also struggle with this and uh my coach told me off actually because as i hit milestones he was like you need to celebrate these wins and i'm like yeah but i want to achieve more um and i actually did a really fun exercise and it might be a good one for you to try or anyone listening it was um 12 things I've achieved in the last 12 weeks and nice. it, it was so nice to sit down and just write these points and it can be small or big but looking back and thinking 
wow, I've done all that in the last three months. That's amazing. And then you can kind of reward yourself and say, okay, yeah, give yourself that pat on the back. And obviously that doesn't mean that you need to slow down, but it's that recognition of, yeah, okay, this is good. I'm enjoying this. This is all part of the the journey and getting to where we want to get to. So that helped me enjoy the journey a little bit more. Nice. That's a really good idea and I don't do enough of that. So I should probably incorporate that into into what I'm doing as well, for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a fun one. Um, I'm going to finish up with one more question because it's a topic that's coming up a lot at the moment. And um, it might be something you're on board with or it might be completely out there. But I'm finding that as I go on my journey from my, I call it my past life, into how I'm living now, um, I'm starting to become a lot more spiritual. And as I'm speaking to people on the podcast and meeting people on the journey, they're also talking about these spiritual moments or faith or whatever it might be. And I just wondered throughout, it might be something you've had your whole life or maybe something that's changed along the journey, but what's your view on that? Any thoughts, any comment? Wow, it's a big topic. Um, I'd, I'd probably say, I'd probably say a similar Thing to yourself in terms of I think as I've got older um, I'm exploring that element a little bit more in terms of that whole spiritual side um, you know I've been in sort of like masculine driven action mode for most of my life and I think now I've sort of started to explore that more sort of creative side and that more sort of um, empathetic side and that sort of heart space um, you know, and, 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 and the energy that we put out there and things like that. And, and it's, you know, it's definitely something that I'm exploring more and like sort of warming to, um, I think it's a powerful subject. I think, um, you know, the vibe you put out there can be massively impactful in many different ways. Like, for example, I find your energy very calming, um, you know, and that, you know, without you necessarily doing much, you've kind of made me feel calm. So if you take that as a like tiny, tiny little thing, imagine what you can do. Like if you really hone in on those skills and you hone in on understanding that more. So yeah, I think it's, I think it's massively important. It's a huge topic, but it's something that I'm finding, you know, much more interesting as, as I get a bit older. Yeah. And with the mental fitness side of things that you do do you incorporate any kind of visualization manifestation affirmations that kind of work or not so much yeah no definitely um you know the visualization stuff's awesome i love it um meditations i'm going to be honest i think um i'm sort of sometimes you know i'm in a very good routine where i'm doing this for myself a lot um sometimes i fall out of that routine a lot um you know, it really depends, but I, I find it very powerful as a tool to use with clients um, because more often than not, um, you know, people don't do this stuff. So it, it, it's kind of like a new concept to a lot of people. And when they do it, it's really powerful because it allows them obviously to, to see things from a very, very different perspective. I remember one client said to me like, uh, oh, I'll never forget that exercise you did with me, you know, when, you know, uh, you kind of like, sort of pulled pulled I put kind of pulled him out of side of his own self and kind of got him to look at like his future self and stuff and it's just it's a really cool thing and it's you know techniques that coaches 
have used with me and I've learned over the years and I'm sure, you know, you've learned as well. And um, yeah, it's, it's amazing. I love that stuff. Yeah. I think one of the things, especially when we're so busy, like high performance, high performers in their job, working hard, having targets, you're so in the zone a lot of the time, you don't get time to slow down and take a step back. Um, and that exercise of just taking a step back and looking at yourself, okay, what am I doing? How am I performing? It can be so powerful, as you said, it's such a, an amazing tool. But often we just don't take the time to do it because we're so focused on the end goal and maybe not enjoying the journey as much as we should. Yeah, exactly. And maybe we're just always in that sort of uh, state of panic and oh, I need to do this, I need to do this. And, you know, it's uh, sometimes it's it, it feels like we shouldn't be slowing down. It feels like we shouldn't be doing less. But in a lot of cases, it actually is the right thing to do. <laughs> it, it, it's really, it's, it's odd how it works, isn't it? Yeah, that's great. And I think we'll finish on that. So, AK, thank you so much for coming on. It's been really nice chatting. Nice. Thanks, Leighton. I really appreciate you having me. Cool. And there we have it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you found value, make sure you share it on your social media and with your friends so that they can also find value as well. If you want to find AK online, he has his own property youtube channel called property couple uk so make sure you head over there and check him out and after the show ak and i had a conversation about different challenges that come up and i just wanted to touch on this because he felt it was also very important that one of the difficulties of starting your own business is the consistency and the day-to-day -day effort that needs to be putting and we obviously touched on being so focused on your goals that you start to dismiss other things in your life like your friends and your family and relationships which are obviously important but sometimes the day-to-day -day can become a lot and he wanted to emphasize and I just wanted to emphasize with you now that if you do leave your corporate job and start your own business you do have to be committed and every day you have to do a certain number of tasks to make sure you achieve your goal and you aren't guaranteed to get results straight away it can take some time to build that up so if you are thinking about quitting your job, obviously make sure you have that financial security or some kind of backing. So if you don't make money from your business straight away, you have got that buffer. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll be back again same time next week and I will see you then.